I ain't ready yet. I ain't ready. I ain't ready. I'm ready now. You said you weren't ready, or remember, I, remember you? We had uh, you had hit me up, and we was like talking about it. And then I was like, Nah, I'm not ready. But yeah, I'm you ready. had you had backed out on me, man. I yeah. was like, Damn. I, I ain't want to. Real talk, I ain't want to waste. What part of New York you from? I was born in so first part of my life, the first six chapters. <laughs> nah, the first part of my life, Brooklyn, and then from like. Middle school on Queens. So you're from Queens, got you. Yeah. Um, I rep Brooklyn too, but Queens. Yeah, you never wrong me from Queens, man. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, now I asked that because I was like, damn, man, my my, my New York homie you know, canceled on me. We was ready. We geared up. I think first we first first, I think you had you had an obligation to the school. You said something yeah, happened in school. Then the school had a a situation. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, all right, cool. That third that one. Twenty four seven, like. Yeah. Like constantly on call, but now I done got, and now I done got everything down to a science with having backup, so it makes everything much easier to do what I gotta do or do what I want to do. Check your mic one more time. Check. Right, just make sure you're speaking right here. Okay. How you looking? You gonna sing every time? Cool, cool guy. I'm trying to be like him when I grow up. <laughs> Let me know when you don't want to. 30 minute mark for soccer. 30. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna stop at 30. Right. Nah, I know you're ready, man. I'm ready. You ready? You came in ready. I came in ready. All right. Mic check, mic check. One of Masters podcast, all the main of course. Got a special guest across me, man. Mr. Raymond, man. How What's you been? Going? What's going on? Hey, I'm living life. Living life. At least got, trying to. Got the beard all nice, you know what I'm man. saying? Perfect shade of gray. You know what I'm saying? I love it. <laughs> oh, we got jokes already. No, that's real. Perfect What's shade of gray. On, man? Man, I needed I needed the gray. It adds some age to me finally, you know. Nah, you're a young man, man. You know what I'm saying? You still you still got you still got a lot of work to do. Yeah, I do, I do. How you been, man? What you been up to? Man, just working, grinding, uh the business with my business and just getting myself supplanted planted in sneakers. Like I'm trying to have my name synonymous with sneakers, especially in Augusta. Well, I was gonna ask, uh, did you leave like a bag or something in the car? Cause I see you got a sweater on, but then I'm not seeing like an extra sweater in here somewhere. Unless oh nah, I didn't. I wasn't aware that I, yeah, yeah. I needed to bring you a sweater. But, yeah, definitely. but I know now, so well, I got right. I got it coming. What's what size what's are you? My, I'm a large. Uh, <clears throat> let me start over. My check, my check. I got a shirt for you though. Motor Masters podcast, your main of course. So when you hear that, you gotta bring the sweater. Like you don't find people bring well, it. You know. I got I got a, I got a shirt. Oh, I'll take that. It's yeah. a medium though, but I got a large. Nah, I wear mediums too. I ain't tell you. Okay, bet bet. I got a shirt. I think I small over the time. Yeah, I, I got smaller too. Turn, show, the, show the camera how yeah, I look. I went, I went from a. Woo. You know. I ain't know he had a shirt for real. I was playing with him. I ain't know he had a shirt for yeah, real. Yeah, when yeah, you, you pulled that out? On the back. Time out. When you, when you pulled that shirt out? Because you didn't have hey, that the whole time. I stay ready. I got to be prepared. That's part of the intro. See, he had to fake me out with all that extra stuff he <laughs> I was gotta saying. Be appreciate, I got to be prepared. Appreciate it. Okay, I like know? that. Right, this is prime time. I got to be my second shirt. You know, I came for the uh, opening. Yeah, and, I this and you shirt, got you know a shirt then. I remember. Yeah, you, def- you I'll slid be supporting, in. You, know what I'm saying? you do. You really do. I, I, Chill, I don't say no because I, I came in and I bought a shirt. That was it. Yeah, you oh, came okay. in, you slid in, you, you did. Oh, okay, I thought you were gonna say something else. Nah, I ain't gonna say nothing. <laughs> I'm gonna tell the truth. You came in, you show love, and then you did. I like that, man. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, yeah I, I wasn't there a long time. You nah, know you wasn't there long. Eight o'clock, Wall Street, my thing. But you was there strong. That's all that matter. There we go. I like that. I like that. So, uh, what you been up to, man? Tell us a little about you, man. What you, what you, what you been up to, man? Oh, man. Where you from? Let's talk about where you from, man. Let's, let's start right, there, so man. 
for the people that do know, I am from New York, born and raised in partially in Brooklyn and most of my life in Queens. I came down here for college. Um, and once I came down for college, I just ended up staying. I've been down here 14 years. Oh, so I didn't know that. Okay, so yeah. you you came to Augusta just yeah, for college. Just for college. Like, I knew nothing about Augusta. I didn't even what realize was the this? Masters was here in Augusta. 2000, really, I've been here 15 years then. 2007. Damn. I came down 2007. I came January 2007 for spring semester and. When I got out the car, we drove down. When I realized it was 80 degrees outside, I looked at my parents, and I was like, y'all already know what's up. They was like, you're not coming back. It's like, no, sir. Because of 80 degrees? 80, in January? <laughs> you know what it's like? No, you're right. Y'all you're know right. what it's like? It's brick in, in New York. Definitely. In January. So came down, and I've been here ever since. I was going to ask them, maybe just me, like, what made you come in spring and not the fall? Um, That just happened to be the time I found out about pain. So what you did in and the fall? It, what you mean? Like, oh, what'd you, what'd you I wasn't. I was. I was working. Okay. I was I with you, Red Lobster. You. Actually, I was with Red Lobster for like nine years. Which one? One in Queens? And uh, actually, Valley Stream, so Long Island. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So I was with them, and then uh, my mom found out about pain, and she actually had signed me up before I even was like, I'm, I'm going there, because it really pain gave us a two for one discount. Uh, the me, myself, and the middle child. Graduated from pain, so we both came down together, and they gave us the sibling grant along with other other fi- uh, finances, and that's when it all started. That's what's up. So, but it, you going to a, um, HBCU? That's something you wanted to do, or just because pain had the benefits for y'all going? That's why you went. Um, it was something I wanted to do, but my mom definitely pushed the pushed the envelope. She definitely pushed us into that direction so um we didn't there's really no hbcus up there so i think the closest to new york was lincoln which is in pennsylvania but it's real hood so she was like nah but i want you to get as far as away from new york as possible so came down to georgia and well i'm gonna ask you a question i probably know already but like describe um new york for somebody that for some people that's in the room that may be from georgia or something like that who knows uh Back then, I yeah, mean, not the new the cult, not, not the that new cult yeah. is culture heavy, like especially Brooklyn. Like you go to Brooklyn, it's it's love, black love. You see black people everywhere, you know the brownstones. Just especially the summer, going to like Times Square, you can go to Times Square at two o'clock in the morning and it's busy like it's eight o'clock in the evening. Mm-hmm. Just but just the culture, the food, the smell, like when you you take that deep breath, you know you in New York. You can be down the street around the corner can smell the pizza parlors and and the mom and pop restaurants and it's just the culture, the people, the mel it's a melting pot. It's like New York is amazing. I love it. You know, I, I have um a lot of people when I talk to I, like when I came down here, um, I wasn't used to seeing white people like that. Like in Me school. Either. You know. And I went I had went to Butler when I first came down and mm-hmm. I seen some people. It's like, it's like it was it was in crowds, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it was a crowd of white people. Like one dude just had like a the Matrix jacket on, but it was like 80 degrees, you know yeah, what I'm saying? It was, like, it was like we a bunch of them. Moved to the yeah, to the left, that's kind of what I right. did. But they was just having a good old time. I'm like, this is this is mad weird than what I'm mm-hmm. used to. I'm used to seeing, you know, you got Hispanics, you got the Blacks, you got uh, the Jamaicans, you mm-hmm. got Haitians, you got a bunch of different 
Chinese, whatever, but yeah. not that many whites. And yeah, that was, like that was definitely it, different for me coming down here to see that. You know what else was was different for me too? Like they always talk about like blacks and whites shouldn't date, but I saw more interracial relationships down here than I did back home in New York. Like we have, like so you really don't see too many like I guess what you could say Caucasian. Like usually it's a lot of mix, or you'll see fair-skinned people, and they'd be from, like, Europe, like, truly from Europe or mi- Middle Eastern. So it's, like, like Caucasian. I didn't really see Caucasian and black together mm. until I really came down. Matter of fact, most people don't believe it, but I didn't date, like, black women until I came to the South. I, I didn't date white women up there either, but I yeah, was used sure to, like... Make sure you clarify. Go ahead. But, like, uh, like, we were talking about the melting pot. Like, I'm used to, like, West Indian. So, it was, like, Trinidadian, Jamaican, Guyanese, Puerto Rican. So, that's what I was used to back, back home up there. Yeah. And then when I came down here, it was just, like, black and white. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, that's pretty much it. It's, yeah. like, pretty much it. Like, And then if you see somebody Hispanic, they automatically assume they Mexican. I'm like... You ain't even trying to figure out if he he could be Guatemalan or, or you know you like oh yeah he Hispanic Mexican. How how were you as a kid? Like describe your upbringing. Like um came from come from two parent home. Shout out to my parents. Um, Definitely shout out to your parents for that. I I was yeah parents been married thirty six years, thirty six years of marriage. Uh, that's my that's my mold. That's what I look for as far as marriage, um, how it's supposed to be. You know, my dad is definitely a huge like staple in my life. Uh, but my upbringing very family oriented. A lot of times people was like, you know, y'all like the Cosby's because we were so we're very close knit. How many uh, siblings you got? I have two sisters. I'm the oldest of three, oh, right, and all right. three of us are Leos. Two weeks apart. Yeah, you give the you give some funny information out, bro. I, 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 I love it though. But <laughs> like for real, like I'm I'm July tw- I'm July twenty eighth. The baby Monet is August second, and the middle child Monique is August tenth. So, my parents like to was liking to get busy around the same time. Hey man, happens, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I guess that's. Dang, I ain't think about that. Both my daughters are Sagittarius. So you, your prime, your prime season was. Go back nine months. All coincidence, you know. How how you want to slice it? All coincidence. So that just could have been the best time. That's the best time of the year for you. You know, everybody has their season. So, um, (laughs) 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 So, back to you. Um, Describe like your your childhood, though. Like, um, how were you as a kid, though? I know. So you had a good family. I was chill. I'm, I'm the quiet. I'm the quiet one out of the three, actually. My sisters are like the, her, especially the baby. So I had no choice but to be the chill, good child growing up. My sisters did enough for the three of us. So growing up, I was the chill, quiet. But when it came to, like, friends and stuff, I was always the one that wanted to fit in. I tried to fit in and... So I wasn't an outcast, but I was one of those kids growing up that just try hard to, like, fit in with everybody. Like, give me an example. And it's, it's New York, so I kind of can tell, but I want I want you to say an example. Like, so uh, growing up, we would get on the bus, 
and we'll go to like the mall to bag numbers and I will always be the one, maybe, maybe a number, but because they were doing it, I felt like I had to do it mm. or else I would just pretty much be on the outside looking in. So it was just stuff like that. I mean, I ain't do nothing crazy to try to fit in, but I just growing up, I wanted to just, you know, fit in and be like everybody else. But I was still learning my, what I kind of didn't realize did it. Um, growing up, my friends, my friends were protective because out of the group, I was one of the youngest of the crew. So and I think that's part, part of the reason why I wanted to try to fit in so much because most of them were older. So, um, and I, I saw their status, like some of them became DJs and was just popular. So like, that's what I wanted. I was like, I wanted to be like them and it for, unfortunately didn't work out like that at first. Would you say you are popular or no? Like popular in high school? Nah, I wasn't. Matter of fact, <laughs> my <laughs> jersey. What made, you, what made you think I'm talking about high school? Why I just couldn't oh. talk about anything? Like, why you keep doing that? Why okay, so what, so, okay, so what do you, okay, what time period are we talking about? Just in general? Yeah, in general, yeah. Um, Overall, my early years of life, no. I don't think I really became popular until like college. Mm. So until you came down here pretty yeah. much. Gotcha. Because I was able to, you know, leave New York and pretty much build my own identity of what I wanted people to see me as. I I, t- I typically and I think anybody in the world, probably in this room, we got some Georgian natives in here, right? Mm-hmm. Um I think even in this room, um I always say New York is the greatest city. That's just me. Mm-hmm. How was it for you like knowing that you would be leaving a greater city to come to Augusta? Um, it was definitely a, it was definitely a culture shock. It was definitely a, a huge adjustment. Um, I had to learn <laughs> when I first came down here, I used to always have to defend myself. Like, did you have oh, to? you from, New- yes. Like, me, tell don't me play more. with me. Tell me more. Like, Cause I'm from New York, they automatically assume we got bad attitudes. We think we know everything. We do. <laughs> um, yeah. So like, and it's just uh people being like super nice. Like, you know, like even walking down the street. My first night here, uh, I walked from Payne to Wendy's, and I was walking with two young ladies that was in my. We came in together, and do walk by. He was like. What's up? So I was like, nigga, what's up? And he was like, what's up? I was like, what's up? Like, you on square or what? He was like, nah, I'm just saying, hey. I was like, oh, my bad. What's up? Yeah, probably, probably the wrong side of town to do that on, too. Yeah, it didn't was. know that yet. I yeah. ain't know that yet. He, he definitely. Well, it ain't that bad. Nah, it ain't that bad. It ain't but, I mean, that bad. That's not the side of town you're going to be aggressive on. You know what I'm saying? Most times people see, are around, walking from, around like being that. Being from New York, you don't care. You don't care nothing about that. Um, <laughs> I'm just being. Nah, nah, I, I, I 100% agree. You know, especially when you first come down, you still, yeah, you still in that. It, it was a huge adjustment for me. Like I had to learn, like you know, you don't have to be as hostile. You don't have to worry about like people gonna walk past you and cause harm to you if they look at you a certain way. So how long did it take you to realize that? I think like I. It took me I didn't a try months. to fight nobody and like that, but I definitely when people say, "Hey," I just get upset. Like, why are they talking to me? Yeah, it took me a couple of months. 
To a gym. That's longer than that. But you were older than me, too. So Yeah, I'm older. Like, did people have to tell you, like, yo, they just... Yeah, just... a lot of people, when I went to school with, used to have to tell me, like, yo, Ray, chill out. Like, hey, it's not that serious. You got a lot of arguments, didn't you? Yeah, arguments and fights. What, what are you fighting? Why are you fighting? Because, baby. <laughs> so, I just feel like, I just feel like I was, you know, the way I had dressed, the way I dressed, I got short arms, so... And I got no neck too. Do your arms again? I'm sorry. Yeah, they short. Oh wow. I got short arms. So wow. I'm I guess stocky, husky, whatever you want to call it. So people like to pick or they they feel you're not from here, so they like to try you. So but you, I ain't with that. Let me ask you, did you feel like you, I'm gonna ask you a real question? Cause I, you feel like you're overprotective because you felt you're from New York, you had to like represent, like I had yeah, to show I did. You know, when I came down here, uh well, I ain't never really get like try and all that, but I seen people come down from New York, mm-hmm. and I felt like sometimes they would overdo it, and it made them it made them give like New York a bad name sometimes. So they I didn't it. I didn't overdo it. I think the problem was too for me was I was cool, so like I didn't mind being cool with people, but that I felt like that opened the door for people to think, oh, oh, he ain't really from New York. That he don't act like he from New York. So they used to like try me. Like ask me like dumb dumb questions about being from New York, and I'm like, come on, man. come on, man. Like if you you asking me like example, somebody from like Georgia from Augusta be like, you from New York? And I'm like, yeah. What part? Okay, Brooklyn. What part of Brooklyn? Best Eye. What street? Nigga, have you been in New York before? (laughs) Like, why are you asking me these questions? And then, you know where they get it from? They get it from seeing somebody else from New York ask those questions. So I'm like, now you're trying to be funny. So that's when arguments start. And then I don't like when people talk with, you know how we are. We kind of talk with our hands, and then we get louder as we talk. And then you start talking with your hands. So now I feel like you're going to use your hands. So I'm going to use my hands before you use yours. So... And then y'all start fighting. Just because you didn't say the block you was from. Yeah. That's all good. You man. know what? <laughs> nah, that's, 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 but that's growth. That's growth. Because, like, yeah, I look I'm at you different. as a real chill person. Like, I don't get them vibe. But also, I'm not testing anybody from New York. Like, I don't yeah. care if you say you're from New York. Cool. Yeah, if you say you're from New York. It's like you keep saying you're from Brooklyn, but you were from Queens. And I'm, I'm cool with that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Not a big deal. Okay, so, because you, I see you slide that in there. Okay, so I was born, in, I was born and raised in Brooklyn. And then we moved to Queens. Majority of my life, I spent in Queens. Oh, but my what, roots what, what, what are age? in Brooklyn. No, don't, don't get mad at me. Matter of fact, no, it's, it's hands cool. behind my back. No, what age? Good. What age? So, I was in I was in Brooklyn till I was what ten. Oh, okay. And then most of the you're from so Queens, from bro. ten you're from Queens. To, I don't, I don't, I don't not say I'm not from Queens. I'm just saying like I was born in Brooklyn, and I live. What I say I'm born in Brooklyn and I live in Queens. I lived in Queens. I was born at Woodhall Hospital. What the street at? I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. Me too though. I was born at Woodhall too. It was Broadway. Yo, you yeah, you born at Woodhall? Yeah, I'm dead. Blow and Flushing. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, I know the vibes. Killer Hall. But um, so you come down here and you go mm-hmm. to paint. So what you studying? Like what you what you? Oh, uh, my degree from? was in broadcasting. And what like what made you pick that out of everything? Well. If we're gonna be honest, really, my do my major was journalism, but mm. when it came time for senior advisement, I found out that my advisor the whole time was giving me the wrong classes. So really, 
I was supposed to be a journalism major, but I took all of these classes for broadcasting. So they told me, hey, if you want to stick to journalism, you're going to have to stay another year. I said, no, nah, I'm switched to broadcasting and I'm up <laughs> out of here. So got my degree and got gone. Um, describe pain for me at that time. I know I know it changed over the years, but like how was pain to you as far as like as a as a as a school? Pain was live. Pain was an experience. Um I always tell people going to a HBCU, of course you want to get an education, but one of the biggest things about going to HBC, HBCU is the experience. That's that's something that's priceless. That time that you spend and the, the relationships you you start and the connections you build. That's really one of the biggest things about going to HBCU, especially pain. Um, pain get a lot of flack, but I I don't regret graduating from pain or going to pain. What's some of the flack that pain get? Now I'm not gonna lie, I know I know in the past because I'll be I was on a roast about whether be I was gonna continue to be a school or accreditation stuff mm-hmm. like that. But like since you've been here, you know what I'm saying? Um, you've been a pain alumni and just represented pain. What's some of the flack you think y'all gotten over the years, and why you think pain get that such a, a bad rep? I guess um, a lot of flack has come from just media presence, as far as their business being put out in the media, which that comes with the territory, you know, the accreditation, um, and the fact that we do have another college in the area that's very dominant. So of course, um, there's been rumors and talks about them wanting to take over. Paying college um, property, the land. So, but a lot of flack has come from accreditation, mishandling, monies, and stuff like that. So, you, do you think some of the flack that paying get is, or oh, would it be a good thing to say it's kind of in comparison to um, Augusta State? No. Well, I really don't know what flack Augusta State really gets. No, 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 not 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 that they get flack, but do you think some of the flack that Payne College gets because people are comparing it to Augusta State? Oh, yes, yes. But you're talking I, about two different fundings? Yeah, two different, different fundings, state-funded school. And really, most people don't realize with the HBCU, it's either in the hood or in the country. And it's a lot of HBCUs. Or both. Or both, <laughs> yeah. That's true, or both. Tuskegee is definitely both. Yeah, Tuskegee. Uh, is it Albany State? Albany State. Yeah, I've been there. I've been to Fort Valley too. Fort Valley. Yeah, but Albany State was the one where I went, and I was just like, "Yeah, might not come back here." (laughs) Wrong Albany State. We was so we went to our homecoming right, and we stopped at the gas station. So you know, I'm looking around like, okay, I'm trying to see what's going on, and I just see this big extended SUV pull up so you know at first you're like ain't nothing wrong with it but then you see counting the dudes coming out and you on nigga number 12 and the last four got guns in the back pop oh it's time to go and they stand around just like oblivious i'm like y'all get in the car we about to go as soon as we got down the road not even 20 seconds pop 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 so yeah albany state is wild albany albany georgia not one of my favorite places to go. Nope. When you uh when you was at Payne though, like did y'all ever look at Augusta State at like rivalry or nah, not really? We did. We did. In what aspects? I, I still do. More so like basketball sports, basketball, like basketball, sports, sports, Greek life. Um yeah, we look at them as rivals. Do y'all ever celebrate anything together or like nah? Well, 
so my chapter, because I am Greek, um, I'm a member of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated, oldest in the coldest, you already know. Ooh, yeah. smooth guy here. <laughs> but anyway, nah, so my chapter is a metro chapter. So we actually cover pain in Augusta University. Um, not all chapters are like that, but our chapter is. Um, so we do we do have some celebrations with them in that aspect, but for the most part, it's always been like rival. Like we used to, when I was in school, we used to feel some type of way because they would talk about pain. Oh, pain is pain that. But then when we have parties and social events, they down there. So I'm like, so y'all good enough. We good enough to party with, but anything else y'all want to talk about us. I definitely, I, I definitely um, see what you have a, you know, feel away about that. I do think that um, people just love black people. I don't care how to slice mm-hmm. it. People love black presence. They just love it. It's like a, mm-hmm. a good feeling. Um, we don't have no beef. I'm going to give you a handshake right here, you know. I did graduate from GRU. Let you know right now, you know what I'm saying? I don't have no smoke with them. Um, they be having smoke with us. I don't got no smoke with no school. I just trying to get in and get out, you, bro. You, you know just I mean? trying, trying to get your degree and keep yeah. it going. If I had a sibling there, I probably went to pain, though. But they ain't, they ain't offer us nothing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it be like that But it's the last one. Yeah. <laughs> but I ain't know about it either, so it's one of them things where I didn't want to go to college, so I just kind of went wherever, and that happened like that. I, I ain't no wrong with that. But, um, so, I heard that, uh, well, let me say that I heard. Who got the best homecoming, HBCU-wise? HBCU-wise, who has the best homecoming? Bro. I'm just making why, sure. Why, why you did that for? Why you did that? I, 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 I think I just went backwards <laughs> with the question. Okay, so... HBCU, who has the best homecoming? Uh, so it's levels to it. Like, there's levels to HBCUs. Put your hands up. Let me see. Do that again. It's levels. Go to the highest level. Highest who, level? Who, who's right there? Like, FAMU, Alabama a and okay. If you want to take a step down, I would probably say, because they get, like, because they're in Atlanta, because of placing schools like Clark Atlanta, like Morehouse, even though they're in the all in the same area. Then a step down would be like Albany State, Fort Valley. You don't like Albany State, do you? Do, do I not you don't like, like them? It. You don't like Albany it's State. Not, it's not that I don't, uh, I don't dislike them. I'm just going based off of my experience and like you got schools like Alabama and A&M, Grambling, Southern, like they homecoming. FAMU, their homecoming is a whole nother level like even being greek and visiting you just be looking like oh we don't do this how's pain's homecomings we be lit pain is on a smaller scale but it's very it's more like a family reunion gotcha gotcha. so like even if we in different organizations we've we all link some type of way so even through the different classes so like, when we link up, it's like a family reunion. So you're going to have your people that like each other, people that don't like each other. Might be a fight or two. It's one or two. No yeah, big it's deal. It's like a family reunion. Yeah. You're Get back to that, it afterwards. Somebody that's like that uncle that you don't want at the family reunion. Like, <laughs> oh, watch that, nigga. Make sure ain't no students around. I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, start it over. What you got going on, bro? Start it over. Yeah. Let me see. Oh. How, you, how you gonna do that? Because <laughs> he's smooth. <laughs> like, this is my first time, bro. Yeah. Man, he trying you. 
No, I ain't know. He told me something. I'm using my judge's time. He's trying, you, bro. There you go. We're trying, bro. Yeah, how long did it take you to adapt to the the Georgia slang? Or you tried not to? Less than a year. You came see, in. You came in a snap see, era, so, right? Oh seven snap era. Yeah. Like. So when I came to school, we had a strong concentration of people from New York, California, and Atlanta. So it was kind of like we were mixing lingo. So I would be like, "Bruh," and then be like, "Hella," like that's hella cool, bruh. Like just mixing lingo. So it didn't take long. You mentioned something though. I wanted to touch on. Um, HBCUs, mm-hmm. and you said sometimes it's either in the hood or the country, or we said both, right? Mm-hmm. Um, why do you think that is, and do you think that's a uh, more of a pro or a con, or both? I I personally believe it's a it's both pro and a con, um, because with the being a pro, you write in most of the HBCUs are like in the area of where it is predominant predominantly black black communities but that's also could be the the bad too being in predominantly black because it's like could you be competitive with the outside world because when you're in an hbcu it's like being nurtured it's it's different but sometimes we worry because you're in that environment are you being handicapped from being competitive with the Penn States and uh, the UCLA's and stuff like that. So that's I would say that would be the pros and cons of HBCU. But my ideal is I believe if you're going to take the school route, one, I believe everybody don't have to go to college. College is not for everybody. We need to bring back trade schools, mm. focusing on trade schools. We need plumbers, electricians. Besides, uh, plumbers and electricians can work for themselves. That's entrepreneur entrepreneurship. I know some electricians and plumbers that make more money than doctors, and they didn't get a degree. So, And it's like with how the household was, say, 20, 30 years ago, the, the husband, the father could, you know, pretty much make money being an electrician. He could take care of the home being an electrician. He didn't have to have a college degree. So my biggest thing first is getting certified, getting getting certs, uh, going like welding school. If every college is not for everybody. But I also do believe if you go and do the college route, I believe you should go to an HBCU and a PWI. If you're going to go HBCU undergrad, go PWI um, for grad school. So that way you get an exposure to both because it's two different environments. Right. Uh, PWI, like even amongst Greek, like, and that's one of the ways you can see it firsthand. Usually Greeks from a PWI and Greeks from an HBCU, they move a little different. Like it's no, it's very noticeable, but I believe, yeah, I believe you should do HBCU and PWI. Get a balance. When you went to Payne, because I know like, I've, you hear every year pretty much it's always something. And most schools have things happen, like a crime, but I know at HBCU, everybody I know went to HBCU, there's always like crimes that happen close to the campus, rather, mm-hmm. or even on campus, whatever. And a lot of times it's not even the students that's, that go to the school. Yeah. So like, I, would, I, I wonder if it's hard for 
the faculty or staff to even identify whether the student is a student or the person that lives two, two blocks down the street? I think it depends on the school. Um, at Payne, because it's a small, small student body, it's easier to navigate and and point out if that's a student or not. Um, yeah, I really think it depends on the school. Um, we don't have that issues as far as like if somebody walked on campus, like I would know. Like you don't go here, even even security, because we have the a small amount of students, so we see the same students every day. So it's like, oh yeah, I know you a visitor, or you in that car. That car's not, that car don't be on campus. That's a, that's a visitor. So, yeah, I think it depends on the school. But you have like more issues like that at the bigger schools where they have like off campus housing and stuff like that. So, what's your what's your best memory at Payne? <laughs> uh. Ooh, it would just be the best memory. Homecoming. Uh, my first homecoming being Greek. Yeah, got a hold of some ape juice. And I was just like, you know, got to drinking. And they was like, oh, it ain't going to hit you at first. I was like, man, I'll do this. 30 minutes later. <laughs> Did you do that at the time or you just were talking? What? You said I do this. Did you really do that? Oh, yeah. you drink I learned real fast. That you didn't. That I didn't do it. <laughs> that, that was different. <laughs> the, the, like the punches, the like the hunch put. Oh, <laughs> yes, sir. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, and I'm strolling. I'm like, yeah, bro, we, we home. I got my LBs with me. I'm like, bro, we about to turn up. Turn down. <laughs> but I was at, I was at the step show hurt. No one I got to perform in a step show. Did you say perform or not? Yeah, and we won. Uh-oh. Good thing I was uh, extra. <laughs> I was a step up. If I was a step up, we'd have lost. <laughs> if I was a step up, yeah, show would have lost. I know you, you mentioned earlier you was like how when you were younger, uh, you tried to fit in. Do you feel like you had to try to fit in that pain or you just fit in or you found your niche? or like how I, you... I, I found my niche. I, you know, I didn't think I was the cutest. So I was like, well... Hell, I'm be you funny. Had, you had the beard back then? Nah, oh, no, okay, I didn't okay. have a beard. Makes sense. Okay, I had. <laughs> no, I'm saying no. no the beard is nice. That beard is that nice. I actually had just a small little, little, you know, the little chin one. Chin, that we get yeah, when little, we first little out. chin, yeah. chin, chin. So you know, life experiences change that. You know, yeah, ape, ape juice. Yeah, yeah, amongst other things. <laughs> Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> what's up with your man, bro? <laughs> nah, but yeah, so it grew, it grew in fast. I ain't gonna lie, I used to when I go to the bathroom, I, they was like, take a razor, it just rub against your skin. It's gonna the friction gonna make the hair grow. So for like a whole semester, I was doing that, <laughs> and all I was doing was cutting my face. <laughs> I wasn't getting. No I can see him now. I'm gonna be right in the spring. Yeah, I was <laughs> no. like, and then out of nowhere. Well, I think I knew what happened. It stopped growing up here and started growing down here. Hey, so, simple science. Yeah, so Why I not? figured, hey. It got to grow somewhere. It got to grow somewhere. That's just, so, that's a man Stop growing here. I was like, you know, walk around looking like Carl Winslow on the low. And then, because it would just not grow here. So I had to work on How, When you went bald, what, what age? Hell, like maybe 20... 
twenty five, twenty six. You was done. Gra- you graduated by then or no? Uh yeah well yeah I was grad I graduated okay. by then college stress you out nah it was it came from I really think it came from wearing hats all the time like yeah, I think so because oh I had the waves and then I was getting the designs in my head and it was just pushing my hair back my hairline back further and further I was looking like LeBron anybody from your um in, like in pain can vouch for the waves can they vouch for you having waves I, well I had pictures no no no, no. can they yeah, vouch yeah like. Uh, probably, yeah. Okay. It's people that see me wear hair. Like, for Valentine's Day, I used to get the hearts. It's on Facebook, too. I used yeah, to get tag the hearts. me. I'm going to tag, tag you. Yeah, I used a, to get the hearts and everything all over. Okay, I see and you. Certified lover man. You know. Nah, I ain't no lover man. I just be chilling. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is a different breed right here. But... Um, so after pain, what you did? Like, what, what you? What was after your... pain, uh, went back to New York for like six months. You hated Took it. Took a job, you? hated it. Came back, started over. I think when you leave New York, um, if you grow, it's really hard to live there again. Like you, you, you just cherish memories, and that's it. It's hard to go back. It's so cluttered, and you so you get so used to the space. You look at you look at when you leave New York, and you. Go like you said, you grow and you go back. You look at life differently in New York, and it's just like I could. I'm a. I'm down here. I have my own place, my own car. Keep I'm living comfortably. Go back to New York to be in a studio apartment, like cold, cold mice. People all over your shoulder. You said mice. You was nice. People be like, "Oh, New York got rats." Which we do. Subway, but I mean the house. I mean, thank you. I'm just so glad you you said that. You know, know even though I didn't have mice in the house, I don't play that. No mice, no roaches. We had mice in the wintertime. I always had a cat though, so I never had a like problem. When I was younger, we had a cat, so I had to wake up in the morning. Sometimes like the cat. I was gonna sound wild, but the cat like they they play Mm, with the mouse. They play with the mouse. A few times, the cat didn't jump my mom's bed and. Put the uh-huh. mouse on there. My mom said, my mom said she the same like, thing. Hey, come get this fucking mouse. Uh-huh. Six-year-old me. Come get, this, come get this damn cat. So, but yeah. yeah. Um, I don't, I I love New York. I love to visit New York. But living there is just not for me. I like the space. I love the opportunity. I, I mean, New York is growing, but it's growing differently. Like, the gentrification up there is weak. Ridiculous. Yeah, I went up there earlier this um last year and um yeah, it's not for me. But it was it was I, the smell and stuff was still there. Like when you go to your block, it's still, it still yeah. it seemed the same. Um, I seen some some people that you know was there when I left, whatever. But it's different. Uh, it, yeah, it was too. Yeah, like they they in Greenpoint, like making coffee shops and growing trees. I was like, well, I told you that you, you know I ain't see a lot of white people, and I was from Bushwick and. When I went and I walked around, like, I just saw mad white people. I'm like, I felt like I was the one. I yeah, felt they, like I was they the look outsider. at you like, what you doing here? I'm like, yeah. hey, I ain't never seen this many white people. Matter of fact, when I went up there to visit, my baby sister picked me up and she drove me through Brooklyn. And now we stopped at the light and I was like. Mad lounges. I was like, it's a lot of white people here. And the dude heard me and he was like. And we here to stay, honey. I said, oh, hurry up and pull off. <laughs> hurry up Yo, and pull off. I was like, oh, they wild out oh, here. God. Yeah, they, they didn't invade it, but, you know, whatever. I money, ain't see, money the, two, I ain't so. see the dogs out front, so. 
Damn. All right. So when you came back? It was like six months later. And what you did? Cause I know you from something different. So I don't know. Like I know I, you from I being, was, the, you know, the T-Mobile champions. I don't, oh, yeah. So I when I came back, I got back into the food industry. Um, that lasted, I came back, what, 2000, the end of 2012. So from 2012 to 2015, I was with like Applebee's and a couple other chains. What you did? Like you did work I was there, a you server. Managed, oh. I was a server. I was a, wait, like a waiter? Uh-huh. I was just, I was oh, a server okay, for like wait 14 years. Hold on. You said what? I was like a server for like oh, okay. 14 years. Um, what's it? What's it like serving? Like, what? What is that like, man? Like, that's a good thing. Is that? It's a, like, it's a, it's a, it's a good thing and it's a bad thing. It could be a good thing because the money's quick. You get money every night. Bad thing is people think that you get paid a high hourly wage and that's not true. And you could be on your feet for hours. And you gotta deal with when people. you gotta deal with people attitudes. not one tip. Exactly. I'm gonna ask. What's your stance on tipping? I, I tip. I tip regardless, but I mostly tip on based off service, not based off the dollar amount of my bill, because I've served for so long and I know I understand the grind mm-hmm. and how it is if you don't. Like people think if you don't get tipped that you are gonna still have money at the end of the night, and that's not true. I I don't know how true it is for waitress and you you would know I don't want to say waitress but waiter I'm whatever. a waiter waiter I was server. I was a waiter got you er, or server there we go er, no, no s got you um what's the hourly wage when I was serving it was like two dollars fifteen cent that's legal mm-hmm. but why like why, why? The, okay so the the wage for servers is different than the wage for like an actual job. Because you make you make most of your your most of your money come from tips, so they you get paid less hourly than a, a standard job. Well, what's the math behind that? I mean, I get it. You get tips. What, and what what that mean? What you mean? What that mean? So. So what? So, so you they, start, they, you no no debate. no I'm not nah hell no no because I'm talking about like why would y'all get paid less though like I'm I'm fighting for y'all to get you more know money what? Man. I'm I don't, not, I, see I look never at you look at you no, look at you because you know that's a that's a that's a a heated question no, I don't want I don't want ways to not get I'm trying to figure out why they why they can't pay everyone because I, then I feel bad when it's just it, and it's a, it's law like when you go into a restaurant and you go into the back like they have like the bulletins and everything and it tells you the hourly wage i just i never really i never really paid it attention because for me the check that you get from your hourly wage went to taxes cover cover your taxes i was about getting money so i made tips so i didn't worry about it i wasn't worried about that the check. cooks get paid two dollars too no cooks get now cooks get paid hourly they get paid different it's just servers that make hmm. that money serving is servers is different so I, okay, this is an actual question. Asking this question, uh, you 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 do a table, you serve a table. Mm-hmm. They don't tip you. Mm-hmm. What's your reaction? How you feeling? I keep it pushing to the next thing. Yeah, that but that's me because I kn- I know when I was serving, I always gave my best, and I also knew how to adapt to different tables. Like you can't serve the you can't ser- serve every table the same. So. I had I was I was great at it, so I always made money. So that's why, like when it came to tipping, it didn't bother me. Cause if you if you wasn't gonna tip me, I wouldn't worry about it. Cause I already know 
that table and that table going to tip me. And then they probably going to see that you didn't tip me and they going to feel some type of way because you didn't tip me. So now they're going to tip me more. Mm. So it's it's really about working. I hate That's to say working the right system, there. but like you, if you really about your money, you're going to figure out a way to get it. Like people complaining about not being tipped. Instead of saying like, oh, people just broke. One, some people really don't know how to tip. That's one of the biggest things I learned. People don't know how to tip. So when they don't know how to tip, you give them service to make them want to tip. Mm. So they well, may speaking, they okay. may they may be like five dollars. They may be used to five dollars tipping, but if you're giving them exceptional service, that ten dollars, they may they may think that ten dollars is going above and beyond. And really, for the ten dollars for you is just average, but that's cool because you still get the tip. Mm. So you gotta you gotta work the system. But I just got burnt out from it because where I was at, the the establishment was going down. So like I felt like my talent was being wasted. So I got out, and that's when I went to T-Mobile. T-Mobile. That's where a lot of people down here know me for T-Mobile. Eight years. At T-Mobile. Yeah, man. So, um, like, what made you, I mean, not what made you get into it, but, like, how you how were you able to flourish so well in that organization? Um, well, my my customer service experience from working in a restaurant mm. and dealing with different attitudes and different personalities and taking losses, being able to, being able to handle taking a loss in your face helped me with T-Mobile. It actually made T-Mobile a breeze because, you know, it's cell phones. So food was, restaurant is a want. People need cell phones. So in a sense, they come in for service. They, they, in a sense, they need you. So if they need you, I feel like at that point, why not give them service with a smile or with a joke? Because, you know, Phones went from uh, a luxury to a necessity. So it's like all these different issues, you probably the last person they they want to deal with or you probably the ninth person they done dealt with. Mm. So one thing I had to learn was, especially with working, because I was in the store, I wasn't in the call center. Bless those folks that work on the phones, <laughs> like for real. I know people that have like PTSD from it. It's bad. But working in the store... I was usually the last line of defense for T-Mobile. So the first thing I knew and understood was I didn't do nothing to them. So their frustration and their anger is not towards me. I didn't do it. They upset with either they've been sent around in circles trying to get something straight or somebody else done did something. So really you here, you in front of me because you need my help. I'm not about to let you change my energy. So you either going to calm down or you're going to leave upset. But guess what? You're still going to come back. And when you come back, I'm still going to be the same way. I was never nasty, never rude. I cracked jokes. I had fun. Um, you taking notes, bro? I was, I was the type of person where they would send the people that was disgruntled, they would send them to me like, right, handle that. Oh, say less. I, I like this. This this is a challenge. Ah, oh, my bad. This is a challenge. So um Your knee okay? Yeah, so I ain't got no insurance. I just want to make sure. Okay. You know. 
I know this stuff could be yeah, expensive. It's a little expensive, a little yeah. bit, not major, you know what I'm saying? You got marble. Ooh, this is a real deal right here, you know what yeah. I'm saying? It's, it's granite. I told you, I've been waiting for this. I've been waiting for this yeah, podcast. Yeah, you are, yeah. You, you, you have the place to be, I man. I feel like I have arrived. Hey, man, you ain't arrived till you're here. And I'm here, so guess what? Hey, I have arrived. <laughs> here we go, baby. <laughs> I made sure I put that stuff That boy good. Make that everybody boy, mad. That boy real yeah. good. Nah, but... <laughs> but um, now nah, I asked that because, like I said, uh, I remember seeing you. A few, uh, I seen you before. I didn't know what you did, but I seen you just in podcasting and uh, producing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I guess y'all would talk about it in the past. And I just remember one day seeing you in the mall, and I was like, "Yo, mm-hmm. I was like, you're." I was trying to test his New York skills. I knew you from Queens when I said that because how you looked around, but it's not a big deal. But um, look, you turned, you turned, <laughs> you turned around. He was like, "Oh, what's up?" Like you, you turn around like you like he wanted to fight because I was like, "Yo." How you gonna pick my phone real quick? And you turn around like you had attitude, but then you're like, oh, what's up, what's up, what's up? And we talked and stuff, and me watching you, like, just in the in the store and stuff, how you, how you maneuver, I thought it was dope, too. Like, you did have a good attitude, how you handle people. Appreciate um, it. Re- really well, so. Well, yeah, and I remember that, too. He was like, you're, I was like, because yeah. I was like, most folks don't say you're, like, that's a, a no, yeah. that's a, no thing. It's, like, it's tens, you know, I was yeah, it go was off. like, doo-doo. <laughs> Where is it coming from? So I wasn't mad, but I was, I was like, I probably had to face because I was looking like, like who playing with and me? Look, like I felt bad because I had a question because you know I was sprinting, sprinting coming to T-Mobile. I was like, yo, I get the question for you real quick. I ain't trying to go in that store because there's a line in there. It was during COVID, yeah. so. But yeah, and, you you hooked me man, up. And like, and and that was the thing. Like I loved, I loved T-Mobile, but um, my peace. And my mental health comes first. And I know as much as I say I had fun and everything with T-Mobile, people question, like, why would you leave? Because I made a lot of money at T-Mobile. I really did. Um, But I just felt like y'all are not going to determine my ceiling. And when I say that with the merger, um, I had been fighting to move up. Because I'm about growth. I don't want to be complacent and stay in the same position. But I want to be the manager. I want to go move laterally into different avenues. And it was just like I kept getting the, oh, yeah, it's coming. But then once the merger come, I see you bringing in people from the Mm -hmm. sprint side. And then you giving them those positions. But then I have to sit around and train Managers gotcha. or help train managers, mind you. I'm training. I was one of the ones that was training every rep coming into the store, and now you got me training managers. But you can't give me the position, so it was just like, uh, I could either stay. <laughs> I could either stay and be comfortable with the money, or I could leave, take an opportunity, and take a chance on myself. I'd rather take, well, let me take I mean, a step before, back. I mean, how hard was the decision to leave? Because you, you left. It was, it was hard. It was hard. And what, what, what it was, was the final hard, thought? But then it, it wasn't hard. It was hard because I was complacent because of the money. And I was my fear was my business is not going to take off like I wanted to. It could fail. Um, but I got to push my boy Kobe. Most people know him as Cousin Kobe. So we worked together at the last, in the mall, T-Mobile store. And me and him chop it up 
every day. That was like my twin at work. Yeah, like a like word. You no, know, that, the we same do, bear, but bro. we the mindset, and it was just like he was sick of it. He was like, "Why, why I'm doing this when I could? I got so much that I can invest in myself. I'm gonna take the leap." He quit, and he was just like, "Ray, you not gonna quit. You gonna stay, like, <laughs> like yeah, for real." Trying to attack, and I was like, "Nah, <laughs> you ain't going nowhere." And but he's he's showing me all the reasons for me not to stay, and I'm just like. He was like, you, but you playing it safe. He was like, you got that, you you got the pillow underneath you. That's their blanket. They, you know, you got something to fall on. You not you you're not gonna take that chance. And it was me, him, and Devin, my boy Devin. Devin quit after him and was like, bump it. I'm gonna take a chance on myself too. So now I'm sitting there like, it's just me, <laughs> and I'm still here. And then what? Still made training it worse, reps. And what made it worse is you. You funny. But yeah, but what made it worse was he would still come by the store and be like, what's up, Ray? (laughs) Like, you still here, dog? But he like, I respect it, though. He's like, because you got to move how you want to move. And I was just like, you know what? He right. So I did a lot of praying and I was just like, you know, talking to my parents. My parents always supportive. Like I could tell my I could tell my parents right now. Hey, I want to start a podcast. My mama be on like Amazon 30 minutes later. Like, you know what this QV 2000 device is? I think you need this. Like my parents is like <laughs> that. Yeah. Dope. My mom and my dad. Cause That's they're dope. a teen, they're a duo. So like my parents is that supportive. So even with my business, my parents, my, my financial officers, my mom, my, my, uh, master of operations is my dad. My public relations is my sister Monique. My media presence is my baby sister. So like everything is in the family. Um, so I was just like, I think it's time to take a chance. And with pain, pain, I felt I needed to go somewhere where I felt value. And at the time, I knew pain needed needed somebody like myself. They needed me so. I took the huge pay cut because it was a huge pay cut. And, and it's private funding, man. Come on now. I mean, it is. But I knew what I'd get myself into. But by going to pain, for me, that meant I had to rely on myself as far as my business to take care of myself. So that was the first time I ever made a decision on taking a chance on me with no hesitation. When the opportunity presented itself, I jumped on it. I don't remember verbatim, but I I really feel like one day you said you quit, and the next day you was like got the job at Pain. I don't, it could have been you could have been the same day for all. I don't know, but so uh when when I found actually I found out Pain needed people um on Facebook. One of my frat brothers who work at Pain was like they need they need people at Pain, so I was like I want to I want the position, and I mean with within five days I was hired. So the reason why I really took the position because the position was a was about purpose and promise. Um, one of my mentors, uh, Matthew Fogel, he was my RD when I was in school. This man looked out for my sister and I when he didn't have to, went the extra mile. I'm talking about if I needed to get home to New York, he would drive us to Atlanta, get us on a plane. When I come back, 
he's there to pick us up. Um, he died in his sleep while I was in school before I even crossed Alpha. He was an Alpha. He never pushed it on me. You know, some people have the story of, you know, I was recruited or people tried to push being Greek on me. He didn't he didn't do that. He was like, if you go and join my fraternity, it's gonna be by choice. Like we don't we don't recruit. This is what you want. Um, but yeah, I'll never forget that day. He he died in his sleep on campus and he used to always check up on me and he, you know, used to tell me like you know, for everything I I do, don't pay it. Don't pay me. Pay it forward. So, mm-hmm. I just wanted to be um, the Matthew Fogel of pain now. So, being at pain now, I feel like I'm fulfilling a purpose and a promise. Because I promised him one day I would go back to pain and give my time somehow, some way. And right now, I'm doing it exactly how he was doing it, being that person the students have to go to, whether it's 1 o'clock in the afternoon or 2 o'clock in the morning. So that's why taking the position at Payne was so big for me. And I felt like once I fulfilled that purpose is when everything started falling into place. Make sure you got it right, you know. I don't know. I've never seen me do that before. Showing up in front of company. I don't know what's going on, man. <laughs> no, I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, doing it, right? It's so wrong. Oh, man. Oh, boy. But yeah, so. Yeah. But I, th- I like that. I like that. Um, like Especially having a, a vision to do something. Like, you said something earlier, and, and um, I'm thinking about it now. For you, the pay cut, um, was it worth the peace you got? If I had if I had to go back and make that decision, I would do it over and over and over again. It was well worth it. Cuz now I feel like I'm not a they're not in charge of me. I'm in charge of what I want to do. Like uh Invictus, I'm the master of my fate, I'm the captain of my soul. That's big, big to me. So I want to be in in charge of the things I do, and I want to be an example for the young men and women coming behind me, or not even just coming behind me, that I actually touch, like, with presence or speaking to. Like, I want to be the example. You know, some people want to be wealthy. Some people want to be rich. I want to be an icon. I want, when I have kids, I want when they're older, their kids, when somebody speak my name, it, it, not necessarily shake the room, but like, I want it to be where my name is well respected. I was known for doing the best I could with what I had to help others and, and be positive and, and everything I do, everything I touch. That's dope. I, mean, I think it's a, it's a dope thing to want to be impactful rather than just be known. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, people be known, they don't do nothing at all. But then, you know, a lot of people, they really impactful. Like, you impact people a lot. Like, even, you know, you going back to pain and why you going back to pain. Like, a lot of people might not know him, but he's very impactful, apparently, yeah. obviously, you know. So, um, that's dope. I, I think I think that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a dope thing. When you... 
when you when you chose to start your business, right? Because mm-hmm. you was already doing the sneakers, no. the the design stuff, right? Uh-uh. No, you was on live. You were doing it. You were you weren't. Oh doing- no, when I when when I went live, I had already started my business, uh-huh. but uh, I didn't. This to be honest with you, um, and shout out to my 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 brother. I would say he's my best friend, but he could be my worst friend sometimes too. But uh, it's <laughs> dropping phones. <laughs> nah, he dropping phones. I do it all the time. Beat. I do it all the time. Yeah, you I'm, here, surpri- I'm surprised I ain't dropped mine. Yeah, you've been stomping all night though. That's all good. Oh, you know, the first time you, you, you were jittery, I was like, all right now. Yeah, come on. that's that A town. Turn stomp, his game you know? down a little bit. Oh no, what's that? What's his name? Nardo Wick. That's what they say. I don't know. Yeah, that's how I'm feeling at first. Oh, but I'm okay. good now. Yeah, yeah. Because now I'm telling you how I step on it. No. <laughs> 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 nah, but, uh, yeah. Damn, I forgot. No, nah, that's all good. That's why I'm here. You know? That's why yes. I'm here. That's why I'll be doing you, it. You the man I see, with the I see you trying to do the joking thing. You know, <laughs> you know, let me, you know, let me do me. Now, nah, but I, I, I think that um, with, with you going live and you, you know, doing the sneakers and stuff like that, I, that's what I seen first. So got you. I didn't see you start the business aspect okay, of it first. Okay, so how that got started was originally it was my my boy Antonio's idea. The idea was to go on eBay, buy shoes, clean them and fix them up. Oh man, you're drinking a whole gallon of water. Whole gallon of water. And what is it, alkaline? <laughs> tell them about the water real quick, please. And it got the pH. And it got the pH. <laughs> Help with the pH balance. You know that's ABCU water, right? That's ABC. Tell, tell them, please. What are you talking about? Tell them, come on, tell them about the water, man. Stop playing. Bro, this is like a any this other, is like a commercial break, time, like an advertisement. He's talking about the water. This segment has been brought to you by. I'm telling y'all right now. If y'all ever see it anywhere, he was there. <laughs> this is the only man I know. Can, can I get that drug of water, please? Bruh. Real quick. I, mean, I wanna put I wanna put it in the camera. This this gotta be a this clip. water oh, this this segment was brought to you by this is water right alkaline water. He drinks that every day. pH of a plus eight. Damn, pH plus eight. Tell every him about day? it. Talk to the camera. Talk to him about it. Like, talk to him. And it's bro. zero calories. Now he'll be a slow person. Come on, man. Do the commercial. Enhanced with electrolytes. Oh, and you got eight ounces free. Damn, they count how many ounces they did you pay for? Throw, <laughs> That's throw crazy. eight ounces in there, you know what I'm saying? Whole eight ounces. Tell them how much it costs. Two, uh, two twenty-nine. Talk to the mic. Who am I playing? Two twenty-nine a gallon. All right, there we go. Where you get this water? At? Kroger. Well, I be damn. Yeah, man. Tell them about the, the perks of that water, man. What's the perks? This is a whole. This is like a whole commercial. No, I'm saying because this is a whole commercial break. I know him for two years. For every two years, every day I saw him. He, if I pick him up, six in the morning sometimes. So what has it helped you to to do? He's vegan. You vegan? Yeah, so it helps my digestion, mental clarity. Um, I I need to start drinking. I need to start drinking some alkaline water, and it's sodium free. Can't beat that. You can't beat that. No sodium. Once again, this is brought to you by <laughs> Springtime Alkaline Water. There we go, man. Two, Appreciate two that. 229? 229. Is, 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 is that what dropped, or was it your phone? It was my phone. <laughs> <laughs> nah, here you go. Man, he really finished that whole bottle. Now, nah, he don't play around. You gonna reload, you gonna, you really re- reload tomorrow? Yeah. I need to go get some of that. If you ever see Atlanta around anywhere, just know he was there. Just hit me up. If, Say, Yo, you, if you get, see if you see me get slimmer, you don't, and I you get I'm telling you, bro, you getting there. I'm trying man. to. So I had looking to, good. Shorty had me fast uh 
soda, so that helped. Here we go. I ain't going to get into it, man. She had me fast soda, so shout out to her. Shout out, shout out to Bay. I'm sorry, I'm gonna drink mine though. I mean, I still, you still, I, st- <laughs> I still drink some. <laughs> now I do. That, that fast over, I do. Oh, okay. But I'm, I'm very light with it now. I don't drink it. I used to like. That's healthy. Guzzle. Though. That's healthy. Yeah. You probably so like it's me. Progress. That's how doing. It's progress. Like I would drink a lot of soda. Like go through it. Like Amen. go through a case. Like it's nothing. I, I, not, I ain't gonna get into that. But um, let's get back into it. Thanks for the commercial oh, one. With the, yeah. Commercial break. That was, that, was, that, was, that was dope, well, bro. Well, not icebreaker because we. If you if you want more ads and more of the masters, man, just email me at moretttmasters at gmail.com. Ask for Juanito. He'll tell you about the water. Alkaline, eight ounces free. And we good to go, baby. Yeah, I don't even know who that is. But, uh, Guantanamera. Guantanamera. There you go. Guantanamera. <laughs> That's his new name. <laughs> I like that. I ain't got the water. Eight ounces free. Come on, man. Stop playing with my boy. But yeah, so um the live, the live. Like when you so when you started that the So oh before the live, uh he was like, We gonna do eBay, get the shoes, clean them up, resell them. I was like, bet. So started doing research, hours and hours of YouTube and videos for like three, four months. Then we was like, okay, we're gonna order it. And order the supplies. So um, I started going live because I didn't like being by myself. When I always would paint, I would be at the crib by myself. And I'm a I'm a thinker. So I'm sitting there just going with my mind going. So I'm like, okay, with with oh, that was one thing, overthinking and being by myself. Two People didn't know me for doing shoes, so they were just like, I would post a shoe, and they'd be like, you ain't do that. Mm. So I'm like, okay, so y'all don't think I I did it. I'm going to show you that I, I actually do the shoes. And that's what took off. Like, I, And honestly, I didn't think it was going to take off. I thought it was just going to be like a hobby. And then orders started coming in. Excuse me. And then when I started getting international orders was when I was like, okay, I'm at this crossroad where I could either keep it as a hobby or make it a, a legit business. And I was like, well, let's take a chance. So um was doing the customs, but I ain't really like the customs. COVID is what changed everything for me. Um, I know when we speak on COVID, we all, it's always seemed negative. The one thing that I got positive out of COVID was my business because a lot of people couldn't shop like they wanted to. Um, and I got into restoration. And that was just That's because, like when you bring the sneaker back or something like that. And I got into restoration because we had other people that did customs in Augusta. Uh, EJ Dunbar, Jay Frey, um, my boy John Walton, Friday Night Spike. Shout out to all of them because um, it's always love. Uh, so I wanted to do something to set myself differently from everybody. And I noticed every, nobody was really doing restoration. So I got into that. And then when COVID hit, a lot of people couldn't get shoes, but they already had shoes. So they was like, well, if you can restore these, I'll be straight. So 
that's when I got into the restoration. And that's really when my business like really took off. But also, are you saying business for like you making it your business and mm-hmm. being a profit from it? Mm-hmm. You you actually getting a spot downtown wasn't you having you had a business before that? That's, that's yes, you getting a spot. I had a business before that, and then um, Dolby came to me, and he was like, he's opened up a custom shop. He wanted me to be a part of it, and I had offers before to have my own spot. I just was like, nah, this ain't it. It was the place with location. I was just like, nah. But when he told me and he told me his vision, I was like, oh, this is dope. So I, I jumped on. And it's even that has opened, like, doors for me. And, like, shout out to them, Doby, Reggie, um, Rome, all of them. Nick, like, the Culture Shock family, um, the Came From Nothing right. family. Yeah. Do you get free Came From Nothing gear? No, I don't. Okay. No, no, no I like that gear. I want to go and see if you could just they, slide me something. Nah, I, I can't. Well, most of the time I can't fit the gear. I, can I think I can now though. I can now. Yeah. Getting smaller or just make yeah, it because I'm getting smaller. There we go. Yeah, ain't nothing wrong with that, bro. You gotta get smaller, man. That's healthy. But now, um, even from that, I just feel like you know, Doby is a person that a lot of people don't really know and know what he got going on, like. He's I, when I I'll be honest when I first met him I was just like I just know him for being a hooper a star at AU and uh, you know like like a hometown hero because mm-hmm. he was a hooper he was a star but like the work he do in the community like it's a lot of things he do that that is not in the public eye and one of the things is actually giving people a chance so like with culture shop most people don't know but besides myself being there and him having his printing uh business he give other um designers an opportunity to sell their merchandise that he gives them a place a home to be able to sell their merchandise when they can't do it themselves or they don't have the time or the space like he he gives people opportunities like him and Reggie, like, cause you know they like a to me they like a duo, but they do a lot. They do a lot for Augusta, that goes unnoticed. For 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 what you do, like, far with the design and stuff like that, like you'll never um, be scared to go live. You might mess up, cause you you doing the live, like mm-hmm. it's right there. Like you can't rewind it, you can't cut. You do know, I set. be do I be scared? Nervous, to mess like, up? what if you mess something up? Like you going live? That's I mean, you going to mess up. It's a part of it's a part of the business, like. If I mess up, I just start from scratch. Um, I've been lucky. So, to buy, not, so you buy a whole new sneaker? No. It's, st- okay, so I work with uh, acrylic leather paint, so it's water based. Yeah, school. So me. worst worst case scenario is if I need to remove it, I could use acetone or use. I mean, not necessarily water, but it can be it can be removed or covered. Okay. So, yeah. Easily removed. It depend depending on what type of fabric or yeah, what type of fabric you're working with, whether it's suede or leather. But you do book. you do primarily shoes. Shoes. Right. But I have done I have customized other things. I've like customized hats or sweaters. I've customized hats, hard hats, uh iPads. Um I haven't done cell phones. Uh what have I? Glasses, sunglasses. I just did uh some sunglasses for somebody. 
for a event the other night. Um, yeah, so I've, I haven't really done clothes. People want me to get into clothes, which is why I started out with like the t-shirts and stuff. So, so for somebody that's starting a business or that's in the in the process of starting a business from the ground up, and that's having the same kind of uh, question about whether they um, should leave their job or or, or you know. Uh, free up some time mentally or just to actually put time into their business, what kind of advice would you give them? First thing I, I learned is there's one thing to be the business and there's another thing to be a business owner. You can have the talent to create the business, but being a business owner is a whole nother monster. The dealing with customers and meeting deadlines and just handling business period is just because you have the talent to do it does not necessarily mean you that's going to make you a great business mm-hmm. owner. So I would say if you're going to do it, learn your the demographics, know your target audience, um, do your research, even down to the research of where you're going to get your supplies at. Like for me, I can't go to a local store and really buy paint. I have to order it. So, like, I have to make sure I'm ahead of the game. If I'm getting low on paint, I have to be prepared to order before I run out. So it's just stuff like that. Just, you know, and don't don't listen to the outside crowd if, this is, if that's what you really want to do. Your friends is not your... You're the consumer. They're they're not going to be the people that buy your product. So don't take it personal. That, I'm gonna ask. I want to ask about that. So friends, because I think a lot of times people start stuff as business. Whether you're just starting something, you're doing like whatever you're doing that you you, you put a lot into. A lot of times people would um, they feel away when their friends don't support it or aren't sharing it enough to mm-hmm. their liking, right? Um, What's your take on that? I'm gonna say I used to be like that. that. I used to in the beginning, and I because you you figured they know you the best, and they're your friends, so they're supposed they're supposed to support you, and that's not how it works. Your friends your friends are not your customers, mm-hmm. so your biggest support come from people that don't know you. They all they don't care about who you are really. They care about the what you supplying. That's what they care about. So. I had I had to learn like, oh my friends they don't support they don't they don't get no shirts for me or they don't get no shoes done for me they don't even they don't even put a like or a share. I if you keep worrying about that you you ain't gonna go nowhere. It's gonna be a lot of people that's gonna disappoint you. It's gonna be people that you think support you and really be laughing behind your back like oh yeah that nigga gonna fail he gonna fail sooner or later and they be your own friends. Just because they're not, they not in the position you at. Not necessarily, I'm not saying they're haters, but some people just are like that. Like, my dog, that's my dog, but he gonna, it's going to fall one of these days. Damn. It's like, it's like that. I, and I've, I've experienced it. Yeah, that sucks. I'm, I, that's, that, now, now that you're saying it that way, it kinda, that's kind of disheartening to hear. But you know what? It's not it's not disheartening to me. It's motivation. Cause now every time you look me in the face and you see me, you gotta see me winning. I can respect that. 
and then you not you really not and usually those people separate themselves without them really even trying right yeah so now around. so now you got to see me win but you got to see me win from over there yeah from a distance definitely so it's motivation um when i had i had a tasha lewis on here a while back um maybe like a year ago two years ago and she had made a good point as far as that goes not necessarily friend but just support in general mm-hmm. a lot of times we get mad because they family don't support them or this person don't support them and i talked to him about it a lot and um we, we talk and we say um just like she said sometimes also people don't really talk about what support look like for them mm-hmm. so like you might have a business or you might have something but you might and tell people that around you that love you but it's your family your friends whatever how you want to be supported, you know? Like, like you saying, like, damn, my friend they like it. But you might ain't tell them that liking my stuff that's, is how I look at support. True. They might think telling their they aunties and their uncles and their cousins that you got this going on is enough. Mm-hmm. You might not be seeing it, but they mm-hmm. saying it, you know what I'm saying? They might not feel like a like is that's very super true. crazy, you know? But a lot of times, um, I don't think, as people that get upset... They don't always uh, be clear in what support look like for them. Mm-hmm. Like for me, I'm a, I like a share. A like is cool, but I don't care. I get zero likes. I got 50 shares. I'm I'm, I'm happy about yeah. that. I prefer a share over a like. Yeah, I prefer a share over a like. You know what I'm saying? I know what audience is reaching versus mm-hmm. a like. Yeah. Like is cool. I'm going to take anything I can get, but I'll definitely support it. I'd rather share over that. You know what I'm saying? So I try to tell people that because if I don't tell them, then I really can't say like, yo, they ain't, they ain't really support me because I ain't really tell them what it like for me because look, look different for everybody else. Yeah, that's true. A rapper might want to listen. They might not like a shit all like, just, just listen to it and really yeah. give me feedback for real. Mm-hmm. That's all they want. Help me to get better. That's it. And they want yeah. true feedback, not not fire emojis yeah. like, what is, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, don't tell don't tell me it's hot and I feel like you turn around and be like, like you don't even want to listen to it or you listen to 10 seconds of it tomorrow. Yeah, this is fire, bro. <laughs> You Come said the, 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 the five minute song. You said the two minutes ago. Niggas yeah. like fire. Uh, I've seen it too. They be they send the song, and the song be like three minutes. And you sent the you sent the song like a minute ago. A minute later, know, right? they talk about oh this is fire, bro. You ain't even listening to the whole damn song. <laughs> I was talk, talking to two minutes. Yeah. In <laughs> that was we still in the intro. Yeah, must have brought it back a little bit. Ain't yeah. no telling, man, but. Yeah, I I feel like that was support, and that's the only yeah. thing I've seen. But and that that brings me to like what um for me when y'all did open the the shop, right? Uh, that's why I wanted to make sure I supported there because I felt like even though I didn't know everybody that was doing something in the shop, I knew you, I knew Doby, and I feel like I like to show support as much as possible, but it gotta be genuine. So like mm-hmm. I have to genuinely like what y'all do. You know what I'm saying? Course. So I come support, show my face, give you five, make sure you see me. Hey, it's me. You know, cool. I, the shirt I did got, I ain't gonna lie, it was small. I, I wore it one time. It was it was small. I got, I got bigger. I got COVID weight. I'm, I was smaller than this a couple years ago. Oh, so. I, th- I about to say, oh, you must have hit the gym. Nah, I hit the the soda and you know, oh, okay. curry chicken and Dang. all that stuff, Chinese food. Oh yeah, I don't lie to my people. You know what I'm saying? That's I how you get that genuine support. You know, I I bear it all on hand, so you know. So oh, hey, I feel you. But um, yeah, this 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 shirt feel like a good side, right? It, it feel good too. You even came up a little bit. I see the quality. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, this ain't that opening shirt. This yeah. is this is. Nah, like, ain't no. Uh huh. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say nothing about it. Nah, it's nah, all nah, good. You know what I'm saying? Dare, you know. I wore it on camera. That's what I do. If I if I go support somebody, I, I try to do a video on camera with it. I, you know, just like we did yeah. the water thing. I, yeah. I be doing funny, but like I, we do that normally over here. Yeah. Try to and I, I've seen going it. On, so yeah, I've seen the support, and it's it's, it's dope, and I do appreciate it. And we gotta support each other. We have to. So if we don't, who will? 
Well, the good thing about this is I, I feel like too, um, you knocked a lot off. Like one one thing, like I tell people, I don't get um, too up or too down, but I don't forget nothing. I remember, I don't know if it was last, it had been last year. It was, I don't know, some random. Sometimes you randomly wake up and you be on your stuff, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. But you had tab and you was like, gold. I want to get on more of the masters podcast, and you know, mm-hmm. you think you tag some other people. I ain't look that stuff like that. But for me, I was like, all right, well, let me keep my eye, you know. And that's why I always watch. Mm-hmm. I try to watch the live. You've been there for a long time. I ain't going to lie. I ain't got an hour, but I can keep about 10 minutes. You know what I'm saying? 10 minutes. Hours, I'm like, yeah, I got to get to work. I got to do this. So, people, one of the good things about the live, though, is, like, I always, I never got discouraged because I would see, like, maybe only 10 people on, nine people on, or drop to one or two because people get to see. They would jump in and out, and the whole purpose of that is for them to see, like, this ain't no quick this ain't no quick thing like it's a process and it takes time and it's hours that i'm putting into it and then you also seeing the time that i'm doing it so you realize it's three o'clock in the morning and i'm still up painting and i still have a nine to five so like this is the grind for me so i don't take this lightly i don't want you to think like oh he's just doing this because it it looks good no like this is my it, it was a passion of mine and I just capitalized on it and want to take it further. Um, am I perfect? By, by far, no. I'm not perfect. I'm actually still learning. I've only been two years in. Um, you do a good people, job, though. Appreciate it. Most people say you at least want to be 10 years in before you can really say you you mastered your craft. 10,000 hours. So, but the I'm blessed because I, I bump shoulders and I network with people who have, who have been doing this for 10 plus years and they think I've been doing it just as long as them and I haven't. And then when I tell them, they just, they be surprised. Two things I want to say real quick too. Like, um, for one, you got to um, watch your titles. I, I watched one of the other day making sure you was okay. You said dying. I'm dying, like, yeah, yeah, What yeah. he got going on? Let me make sure he ain't... <laughs> I know that I'm gonna touch my life as soon as it start. I said, "Oh, hold up, it's the homie. Make sure he's all right. All right. Oh, he dying shoes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, <laughs> jump off real quick. Get back in the bed. Man, got going on. I said, "Whoa, what's going yeah, on, my yeah, man?" Yeah, yeah. And then the second thing you tell us something that's really dope. I had to talk to somebody who also is in the process of starting their own um, entity or restart, relaunching, re- re- redoing it. And I seen a discouraging point because of a lot. You know what I'm saying? Those are tricky sometimes because. Depending mm-hmm. on how you let society trick you, you think it matters whether one, two, zero people watching. And I was trying to tell them, like, you got to stay consistent. You cannot not, you can't stop it now just because mm-hmm. two people watching. That's two people more than watching you yesterday. Mm-hmm. I don't care if I, like, even for me, like, when I do a podcast or something like that and something get, I say you just get a thousand views, like, right? And then I say the next the next one get 450. I don't care. Like, yeah. I know the content is good. So eventually it'll catch on. If it don't, it don't. But you got to be consistent. That's only you, the numbers start growing. Like consistency. So, uh what else what also helped keep me grounded was my manager at the first location I was at with T-Mobile, Jasmine Allen. Uh she was like her and my mom were my business or my business mentors and she's just like straightforward, no BS. And I was telling her and she was just like if you're going to do this, you need to do this. She gave me a checklist, like, and I was like, "Oh, you serious?" Like, she was like, "If you gonna, if you gonna talk to me, my time is like, 
my time is more than money. Mm-hmm. And that's when I start real, you know, learning about like how important time is. And, you know, she she helped her and my mom helped push me, but it was just like I had to do something. Like it was just it was sitting there and I was like, I could either let this fall by the wayside or I could really pick this up and keep going. And she would tell me, like, you know, like you said, be consistent. So when I was doing a live, I I don't even know what made me start doing a live, like take that chance, but I was just like bump it, see who gonna pay attention to it, see who gonna like it. And then when I would see the low numbers, I was at first I was discouraged until I would go back a week later mm-hmm. and I'm only seeing two people watch it, but I'm seeing over a thousand views. Over time to catch on, yeah. And then now people and people are in my inbox. So now I'm I'm getting hit up. I'm having to check the 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 hidden messages because I got a whole inbox of people, you know, inquiring about my business. And I'm just like, wow. So that just that kept me going even more. So I would even say it in my live. I was like, I know it's only two people on right now, but you know, I'ma keep going. And people were like really be into it. And then I start meeting people who will work late night. And for them, that was what kept them mm-hmm. going overnight. So that's when I start realizing me going live was, had become bigger than me. I think that's another thing I like about, um, people that have consistency or that's just showing consistency because you never really know who watch and what you're mm-hmm. doing for that person that's watching. They might not say nothing. They might not interact with you. They might not share it, might not like it. But they be watching. Mm-hmm. And then when you meet them, it's like, damn, okay. They be like, hey, yo, uh, for, uh, for me, I was at a, a Glen Hills alumni game one day, and somebody that was, um, he did a tour or something, like, the man, you know, going in the mm-hmm. army or something like that. I don't know about that stuff. But he was like, yo, that got me through my tour. And I'm like, damn, that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you over there fighting for the country and, and stuff. But, mm-hmm. and meanwhile, here, I'm like, should I do this? Should I not do this? You know what I'm saying? But you're doing it, and you're not knowing it's doing something for somebody else because you're staying with it and you're being consistent. I never forget, I had one customer who, he had his daughter. They told him that his daughter would survive only five days. She ended up surviving five months. Mm. Um, and he wanted me to do a pair of shoes in remembrance of his daughter for his his wife for Christmas. And he asked me to go live. And at that time, I kind of was slowing down. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to go live. That look was that look threw me off. But anyway, yeah, so I was like, you know, I'm gonna go live. And I didn't realize it till after I delivered the shoes to him. The whole time I was going live, he watched me every minute. And for him it was therapy. Hmm. I was like, damn. That's fire. Like he watched. I w- I went live three nights doing that shoe. And every night, every hour. He watched the whole thing. The whole thing while he was at work. He watched the whole thing. Like he was and he would comment, like, I'm still here. And I was just like, Wow. But at that time Not I didn't know. Yeah, and you. then once I presented the shoe to him, he was just like, Man, he was like, That was part of the therapy. Like, it helped me out. I was I was it it actually had brought me to tears because you know, you never know when your actions impact somebody. But yeah, so I, I I start at first, I'm very humble. So, you know, people, you will walk up to me and they be like, oh, you're JR. And I be, 
first, you know, I would when they say you're Jr. I'd be like, who? <laughs> I'm like, I'm my name right. They be like Jr. Jr. Custom. I'm like, oh yeah, that, yeah, that's me. That's me. So like, <laughs> that's funny as hell. Yeah, like I'm talking about like I'll be in the mall, and the one day I felt like. I was really like doing something was I was at T-Mobile in the mall working and a little boy was in the store and he was talking to his mom and he grabbed her phone and he, he started going like this in the phone and he was like to his mom, he was like, ma, look, she's like, what, what? We talking about a phone and he like, ma, look, that's him. So I'm like, that him? Yeah, picture in your phone. I'm like, but he had pulled up my Instagram. Ah, gotcha. He was like, that's him. So she looked. She was like, wait, that's you? And I was like, yeah. She was like, my son watch all your lives. That's dope. I that's was dope. like, oh. So I, now I had to turn like, <laughs> bro, she Because I'm an emotional person. So I like, bro, please don't do that. I'm at work. Like, <laughs> He was like, yeah, I want, he's like, I want to do work just like you. I'm just like, oh, come on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> they like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, nothing. I'm, I had to turn around and hit the, like, bro. And then it, it, it picked up from there. So it's like, people see me now and they just be like, hey, man, can you fix this? And can't, so at first I used to be like, this is weird. But now it's like, I'm, embra- I'm embracing it because, People see my work and they appreciate my work and now they like trust me like, mm-hmm. hey, I know you can do it. Can you do this? Can you fix that? So, it's 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 a it's a great feeling. What what's next for you? Like, what, what what's your goals? Like, um, I want to do something nonprofit. Um, I actually, uh, I lost my nana. And my grandmother to cope. Not I'm not gonna say cope, but around that time of COVID, I, they died ten days apart, um, April 10th and April 20th. Um, my nana was very big on technology. She was very big on me accomplishing goals because I'm the oldest grandchild. So I've started already uh, a scholarship in her name, um, the G Harvey Creative Mind Scholarship, and it'll go to. I wanna I wanna start off with two, two students, um, whether helping with books or some type of towards tuition. Um, but my goal is to eventually have a gala where I'm I'm awarding several students with us with scholarship money or giving them money towards a trade, getting certified for a trade. Because I I really don't believe every that every kid should have to go to college if they don't want to. I'm with you on that. I, I really do. Um, most people don't know. I stutter. Why you? Come on. Why you, your why, mind. Why, why, why? Nah, I stutter too. No, so when I was nine, I was hit by a drunk driver. And uh, I had damage to the left side. So Why, why, why come when I, when I ask you about how your childhood, why you even mention that? Cause that didn't de- that didn't determine. But that that was like a big thing in childhood. Or was like it for it was, but my parents didn't allow it to be. Gotcha. That makes that makes sense. You, my you parents know. like I still play football, all of that. My parents didn't my parents didn't allow that to be a setback for me. They kept me pushing. Okay. 
Just curious, you know. I always gotta check my guest about stuff like uh, that. I'm like, all right, now I asked you about three childhood questions. And you was saying some other stuff. So. Yeah. Okay. And that, was that was that is that part of the reason why you didn't fit in? Yeah, I believe so. You about to. <laughs> I it's many. It's many, it's many. It's many. It's many reasons why. I but I don't. That's not something that I I key on as to why I probably didn't fit in because my parents didn't allow like. They tried to make my childhood as normal as possible, but at the same time, I didn't have a normal childhood. Like, we were close-knit family, but also, we had a lot of battles. Like, my mom had two battles with cervical cancer at a young age. So, we went time periods where we couldn't even crack jokes in the house because mm. her laughing hurt. And I was young when my mom had her first battle with cervical cancer. Her second battle was just as bad, if not worse. So that's part of the reason why I started working at a young age, because I felt like I had to help my dad with supporting the family, because we're very close-knit. So, um, yeah, that that's why, like, with my childhood, I, I had a great upbringing, but... Sometimes I feel like I didn't, and it was my choice, I didn't have a chance to have a full childhood and do all the things like a normal teenager and stuff like that. But I wouldn't trade it in for the world because I helped take care of my family. No, that's dope. Um, that's, even you saying that is just, like I said, I wouldn't know that from the beginning, but mm-hmm. I'm going to give you a pass. I'm going to give you a pass. Appreciate man. it. Just because it was a good story. I, I like that, you know what I'm saying? I like the fact you was open like that too. Um, and it could be another thing too. Like a lot of times, people ask questions and they don't really ask some kind of questions. So I would never knew that. I don't know if anybody else know that about you. What you just mm, said. Most so, people don't. Yeah. See, when you come here, really you, when you come here and you get it done the right yeah. way, we, we dig in. Yeah. You know I don't saying? really talk about my like when I, childhood. When I put that fork in there next time. Just you know, just you know, let it out, man. This, this is what we here for. Right? I guess I like to more than the masses. Portion, man, you know what I'm saying? portion, portion control. You say that from other pods. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Over I, here, you right. Over here, you. we you know. We do things the right way, right? You know. I, I feel you. So, um, nah, but on, on a serious tip though, like you're doing a lot of good things, and um, you embody uh, with the title like more than masters. We kind of got a similar backgrounds of being from New York, mm-hmm. coming down here and just getting it done, like coming down here and making it home, and still mm-hmm. keeping home home, still staying true to what we believe in from our morals, our values that we grew up in mm-hmm. New York. You grew up quicker than anyway, so yeah, you um, do. That's why I, that's why I didn't stay too much on childhood anyway, because I know in New York you grow up quicker, so it's kind of hard to think about the childhood. Because mm-hmm. when you're 12, 10, you start to grow up. You don't mm-hmm. you're no longer a child. And it's different down up, here. Growing up, growing up up there, like I done seen some crazy stuff. So it's like a lot of stuff you try to you try like, to block out. Block yeah. out. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm with you on that. So I, I mm-hmm. can definitely agree on that. Um, that's why when you said I'm like make sure. Mm, okay, but yeah, any kind of traumatic event, you typically try to block out mm-hmm. most times. We, we taught to do that. Um, but yeah, man. Um, you said in, in worse you want to do a grant. You want um, to do start a, a gala. I want to do a. I want to do like a award ceremony, a gala, giving our scholarship. Um, what about pain? What pain got going on? Um, I really don't know what what my future is with pain right now. I'm my focus is just fulfilling the promise I made. Um, my goal isn't to be there like lifetime. What y'all my, doing for homecoming? Turning up. 
Oh, you want like hey. specific? Nah, I'm just I'm just throwing oh, stuff we out turn, there. We turn. Ape no. juice. You want ape juice again or nah? Of course. You stepping? Oh, stepping? No, not with these knees. <laughs> no, no, oh no. no. You been stepping all night. So I wasn't sure, but it's all good. It's, all it's good. short steps. <laughs> short steps. <laughs> but I haven't stepped in like twenty minutes. Like nah, twenty minutes. You, you did a good hour. The first thirty okay. you were wilding. I was like, oh, oh yeah, damn. But it's all good. I like it though. You man. Can, uh, nah, you did good. We, we keep it. Raw. I'm telling you, we keep oh, you it keep raw. It raw. That's why. That's how you, you keep it raw. That's authentic. why you feel it. That's why you feel it so much. Cause we don't do no edits. We ain't doing that. Yeah. So y'all keeping gonna, the water in there. Feel, you know what I'm saying? Watch the this, phone dropping there. Yeah. Y'all gonna feel. She hit the door. We, everything yeah, we doing she, there. You know hit the door like boop. <laughs> I ain't even flinch. I, I felt like, back. You saw something real. I'm like, damn. I, felt, I was smiling. Like, man, I was smiling. About, you know, I was smiling with the grant. I was trying to look at you. I'm like, come on, look at me, man. Hey, why you? Why you talk about it? I was talking about so serious, and I paused, and you looked at me like, "Why are you pausing?" Because really, I thought he fell asleep. Oh no! <laughs> because he got the glasses on, so he was over there like, "Nah." So man. I was like, "I really was looking like." Yeah, I'm looking at you like, "What's going on?" And then he was like, "I said something." He was like, mm-hmm. "I was like, yeah, he with us." That's how he be, but yeah. he be chilling. Okay. Man. He just he be chilling. chill mode. You know what I'm saying? Hey, ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with it, man. Um, yo, this is dope, man. I'm glad you got to get the real experience, man. You know, yeah, I'm glad thing, it was well worth the wait. No, definitely, man. You know how we give it up up here. If you got something you got to do or something you're trying to promote, you know, hit me, hit me up. You know, um, get together. Just my business, JR Customs. You can follow me on IG, JR Customs and Restore. Um, just look for, I have projects coming up. Um, I'm working on a sneaker convention here in Augusta because I'm tired of people always saying, Excuse me, you have to go to Atlanta or Charlotte. Like, the sneaker culture, the culture here, period, in Augusta is dope. Um, it's time to put us to the forefront. Augusta's on the on, on the up, up and up. Um, working on a convention. I'm going to start teaching classes with restoration. Um, I'm going to start. I already started with uh, apprentice, so apprenticeship. So I'm working on that. Um Cause it's just me, so I need I be needing help. It get crazy. I'm trying to get a um a more massive edition, sh- um sneakers. Oh, of, of course we can get that done. How much? That, how much is that? How much is it? Depends on what shoe. Yo, you why, why 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 you why you keep asking me questions over? Why, why, <laughs> why yo why you keep doing? Okay, so <laughs> I feel like okay, so it's not it's not to be funny, but like my mind. And when everything come out is for me, it's like two different speeds. So when I read you the slowing question, it down, it's slowing it down for myself, so I can process and answer the question correctly instead of just blurting something out and not making sense. That was something I had to learn, like even with speech therapy and stuff like that from when I was younger. And it helps me not to stutter. I might, I might try that. I just mm-hmm. stuttered just now. You the only, you the only person who actually realizes I do that. Which is funny. I'm the only person that actually realized you do that? You're the only person to ever point I didn't study just now. See, I just did your thing. Yeah. You didn't, give you it, see, you didn't that see that, worked. did you? It worked. I just taught you Free something. therapy. Free therapy. Free shoes. Whoa. He ain't slow down then. You see how, see how that works? Pause. Hey. Pause. <laughs> now, for real, give me a number. That I, I'll pay it. It's nothing. So we got to talk about it right now? Nah. Okay, I, I do that yeah, just to yeah. set you up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sometimes I was, you do that. People, I was people, people will for, say free and now. Yeah. Like, I bet. Just, you know, but. Nah, nah, I got you. Ain't nothing free in this world. You feel me? It, it, the price ain't gonna be nothing. I, I don't want to wear. I just want to have them up here. Oh yeah, for sure. And I'll put it in a glass case for you and everything. If you just going, I ain't paying for the glass case now. That's it, just that's just you don't. It's it on me. Yeah, it gotta be. It gotta right, be. Bro. I keep the dogs in the front yard. It's on you. 
what the shoe? No, the glass case, man. I said I'm gonna throw it in. There we go. What yeah. else you throwing in there? <laughs> 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 Alright man, more mass podcast be out, man. Chill. <laughs>